Hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. I'm really glad you tuned in today. So before we get into the podcast, I want to let you know about a, a PDF that I created, a document I created called 21 Ways to Radically Enhance the Human Experience. And what that is, is available on my website, gmarkphillips.com. And you can get that when you sign up for my mailing list and enter your email and name and I'll send you this. I'll give you a link for that PDF download. And what it is, is over the last number of months, I've been really kind of racking my brain thinking, okay, Mark, what are the 21 best ways that you've discovered or the best ideas and concepts and practices and techniques that you've discovered for enhancing the human experience? And of course, this is... um, Not an easy task, right? There are a whole bunch of ways to approach this. A number of things didn't make the list. And and I may be updating this list as well. It's going to be a living document like a lot of the things that I create. There's a link in there in that document that you can go and check. And it'll take you to my Mediafire download page where I put all of my stuff, all of my free downloads for my books and audio stuff. But this link takes you to that specific portion and, and part of the uh, media fire that allows you to check and make sure, hey, do I have the most updated copy? I've got a version number on there and a date on this 21 ways to radically enhance the human experience. So you can make sure you've got the current version. And I'll also be letting people know if I change it. I don't foresee a bunch of changes because like I said, I've been working on this for a couple of months and I have changed it already. Like I've got it pretty set in stone. But as we know about life, always evolving, always changing. As my awareness of different practices and techniques changes, I'm going to put them put in that document or make updates as I come to different levels of awareness, like we all do in our own lives, right? I don't think anything is ever fixed. And that's one of the things that um, I try to do in all my stuff is make sure that I give some avenue to allow them to be changed. So there's a link in there and you can check for changes. But basically... The first page is the kind of cover page listing all the 21 ways. And then probably for about, I haven't counted them, but it's probably about maybe six or seven pages total, maybe eight. And I go into detail on talking about each of those 21 ways and also give some links and some resources. Some of the links are to other products I've created or other podcasts or things that I feel will be beneficial. Like there's a link to the Rainmaker Story, which was a podcast I did a number of of, uh, episodes ago. And I actually read that Rainmaker Story, the Carl Jung story, which I think is fantastic, all about aligning with the divine, being in harmony with heaven as being like first and foremost, the number one thing we need to do. And of course, that's the top of the list. You have the 21 ways, that's number one. So things like that, little links and little resources. And of course, I recommend some books that uh, I've read based on, you know, that that are really good on some of those topics, some of those on there. But anyway, you can go to my website, gmarkphillips, and on the right-hand side, there's an opt-in box. You can enter your name and email, and that'll set up the process of getting that. And of course, I'm never going to share emails. I'm never going to send you anything crazy or spammy. Uh, What I will send you are blog post updates and podcast updates. And also I'll let you know when I have new products that are available, things that I think you'll find value in. So those are the kind of things you'll be sent. And of course, um, you know, if I, I, I'm only going to send you the best of the best, which is one of my, um, you know, the ideas that I built the show around is only to share the best of the best. So that's the announcement that I want to make before I get into the show today. 
Excuse me. So last night I watched the Tibetan Book of the Dead, which was absolutely amazing. Now I've I've known of this book and I've studied it a little bit, not not in depth. And again, and again, I haven't really, I'm not an expert on this by any means, but I, I know of it. I have friends who are Buddhist and I've, um, you know, for many years I studied only Buddhism back in the day. This was, you know, 15 years ago and read a bunch of books and really got into that. And so I'm kind of well-versed in that to a degree, but I had never seen this movie. It was a documentary filmed in 1994. And what I want to specifically talk about in relation to this movie is I always like to look at how we can adapt ideologies and philosophies to to our lives, to as living people, right? And and even though the Tibetan Book of the Dead is for the living and the dying, it's both because you know they don't really see a delineation per se. Uh, you know, it's all this this cycle of life, this wheel where you're born and reborn and die, born and die, born and die. It's like this this cycle of wheel that's always turning. And even though the Tibetan Book of the Dead focuses on that portion after our consciousness leaves our body, which they denote as 49 days after our consciousness leaves the body until we are either reborn into a new body, and it could be an animal's body, a human body, whatever, or we realize our we realize our our true nature and we transcend that and we remove ourselves from the wheel of suffering you know this is the the the, the samsara the wheel of suffering that the buddhists talk about is this cycle of birth and death birth and death and ideally one of the one of the kids in there they have some uh, you know it's all filmed on location in tibet and in, in these amazing old villages that have really been kind of kind of uh, locked in time. I mean, they haven't, they don't have the modern advancements that we have now. And one of the kids in there says, hey, you know, um, could, could, could we be in the moment of like, of life? Is, is, is this life also like that afterlife? And the guy says, yeah, you know, th- these are the stages too in the living life. And that's what I want to talk about in the podcast and relate it to how to help, help you get the most out of life by look by thinking about the the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And let's the first idea that I want to share with you is this. That is the idea of letting go. And the t- the Tibetan Book of the Dead is all about helping the person that has passed away let go of their physical body, of their story, of all of the stuff that their intellect and their mind has attached to and their consciousness has attached to because the consciousness wants to attach to something. And once the body dies and is no longer viable and our consciousness can't live inside the body, whether we get whether it's from becoming old and frail and infirm or whether we get in an accident and our body is damaged beyond repair, the consciousness will leave us. And it but it wants to it it very it's very from what they say that it's very uh, startling and it's very it's very difficult it's very like a painful experience because we're losing everything we thought we knew our whole story goes this is what Eckhart Tolle talks about at the time of death everything will be stripped from us except for our essential nature our true nature and waking up to that is one of the is one of the keys and the like goals of life is waking up to our true nature and seeing that we're not our body or our mind or our intellect but we are pure consciousness and so when we apply it to day-to-day living 
and personal development and growth, we can do it in this way. And I thought about this all throughout the movie, because when I'm watching movies like this, I'm always thinking about, okay, how can I apply this to my own life and share it with you, the listener and my friends? And I think about this. So at the when we're going through life, personal development and growing, growing and becoming better, expanding ourselves, we always are faced with that notion, aren't we? That we have to let go of who we were in order to become who we might be. I'm going to say that again because I think it's really important. We, we've got to let go. Lao Tzu talks about this too. We've got to let go of who we are in order to become who we might be in order to grow. The problem is that our mind and consciousness clings to our story so much and to such a degree that we repeat the same experiences over and over and over again. And that sucks. No one wants to do that. That's Groundhog Day every day. But it's also there's a level of comfort in there too. And the Buddhists talk about this too. And this is kind of a, this is kind of a, um, I don't know, a weird metaphor, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've, I've mentioned this before in some of my other writing, but it's, it's actually a quote and I don't have it in front of me now, but, but there's this Buddhist quote and it says, Hey, you know, picking a scab feels good, but or picking a sore feels good, but there's much more, there's much more better feeling in not having the sore at all. Right? So clinging to our story feels good. But there's so much more for us by not clinging to the story and transcending it and getting to new levels of awareness, new levels of consciousness, new states of being. Even though it feels really good to stay in our comfort zone, it sucks in the long run because we never grow. We never have new experiences. We, re- we recreate the same relationship problems or issues all the time. We recreate the same financial situation. We recreate the same everything, right? Health situation. And that's not what life is for. That's Life is for transcending the levels of awareness and consciousness and constantly expanding and constantly letting go of our old story, our old story on a daily basis, on a minute by minute basis, and really living in that sweet spot of non-attachment to our story so that we can act in full awareness and choose consciously the, the things we want to have and like grow. And ultimately, as the Tibetan Book of the Dead talks about, we want to we want to realize our true nature. And in that gap is what I feel the only way we can really do that. So that's what I really thought was interesting about the book or the, uh, the documentary there is really addressing the living, addressing our lives. And, and so even though it's talking about, you know, they're basically helping the, the person that has passed away transition from their past life to either waking up to their true nature or getting into a, a, the body of a new life in a really good situation, preferably a human birth, right? All of the, all of those texts like that talk about the notion that if you're born a human, which if you're listening to this, you probably are, and you dogs and cats out there, you know, good luck next time. I really do hope you become a human. Y- humans are the only ones who have the ability to to do this, right? They only have, they don't, they're the only ones that have the ability to recognize their true nature. Animals don't have that ability. And so animals want to become born as humans. And if you're a human, you can sometimes go back to the animal realm, but ideally you want to become born a human so that you can wake up to your true nature. That's the goal. But anyway, back to the notion. So we need to always be letting go of our story of our intellect as living, as living people, 
in addition to when we pass, let go of who we were and hopefully recognize our true nature. And then, you know, we, we will transcend the, the, the wheel of suffering, the life and death and rebirth and stuff like that. But I really found it pretty awesome. So I highly recommend it. It's narrated by Leonard Cohen. It was filmed in 1994. You can get it on Netflix or maybe even watch it on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. But again, just applying that philosophy and that ideology to living our own lives, daily basis on a minute by minute basis, letting go of our story, realizing our true nature, and then attaching or identifying with a story that we do want. Now, I realize this could get into that this is that ideology is not the Buddhist ideology, but I use it as a personal development standpoint, because when I look at developing myself, I look at who do I need to become in order to get the things that I want in life, in order to have great experiences. And unfortunately, we have to attach to a story, right? I'm not there yet where I can transcend a story and then, you know, move on. Hopefully one day I will be there, but as human beings, you know, we, we have to have a program. We've got to run a story while we're here. And even the monks, they're running a story of, I am a monk or I am a monk in training. And all of us run stories of, I am this, or I am that. And our story dictates the experiences we have. And so it's very important to consciously choose our stories and not simply live out the stories that were impressed upon us as young children or from our our parents or family or society or culture, really important to choose the story we want to live out. And that's where I I look at this is choosing choosing a story that supports the experiences you want to have in life. So that's kind of how I I like make this adaptable to personal development. So that's what I wanted to share. It's a really awesome movie. And it, it really has some, I think, profound implications for we, the living, in our own personal development and, and understanding in life. That's the podcast. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, it would be awesome if you'd jump over to iTunes and leave a review or um, give it a thumbs up when it comes out on YouTube. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.